The following podcast contains a discussion of squirrels being aerosolized by Nick's car air conditioner. Is this the Trailer Blazers with Ben and Nick, or have they been replaced by the Skrulls? I'm a Skrull. I always was. Or was I? I don't know. I Even if I was a Skrull, how would I know that you're a Skrull? I didn't uh, clock whether or not they could detect each other or, or not in the show, or in the comics, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh... At any rate, welcome to the to the Scrully Trailer Blazers, the 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 premiere movie trailer scroll podcast with these two scrolls, Ben Moon and Nick Kelly. Hi. Hi. I want to talk about my terrible day. So if I sound like I'm not super enthused, I, this is why. And it's not more. It's more of like a week thing than a day thing. Mm. So a a while ago. We thought maybe some mice were in our car, mm-hmm. and our headlight wasn't working, and we thought they had chewed through the wires. We opened it up, and there was like evidence of creatures in there, but the wires weren't chewed. The light that we had replaced the headlight with was just a bad light, so the headlight works now, because we put a new one in there. Yeah. But there was, still was the evidence of the creatures, because they were like ripping out the insulation and making a nest in the car, so we oh, got rid no. of it. But then, like, we started the car two separate times and thought we heard things in the engine area, the hood, like, scurrying. And then we opened it up, and we were looking around, and there was, like, it was not mice, but, like, a red squirrel or some kind of squirrel. A squirrel wool. Were they real squirrels or were they squirrel worlds? They were squirrel worlds. Squirrel worlds. Squirrel worlds. And they had, the one had gotten into the air conditioner, like, the blow motor, you know? the blower motor fan under the cabin air filter yeah had babies in there (gasps) and one of the babies when we turned on the air conditioner (laughs) got got pureed (laughs) oh no so we looked under there and there's like this canister and it, it had like a ring of of squirrel goo inside like a ring of viscera Oh. Yeah, so it was disgusting. Ugh. And then it started to smell really bad because they were dead <gasps> no. in there. And the, the squirrel yeah. had abandoned them because we were driving around. So who knows if it, like, even we might have, like, driven this squirrel to Walmart and left it there. So the car is, like, full of squirrel goo. And our, our neighbor's, like, a car guy. And so he took out the fan thing and got them out of there, the dead ones, because they were all dead. Right. And so he's trying to get it back together and, like, cleaned so we we can't use the car, can't go anywhere, can't do anything. Ugh. It's all very annoying. Although, no. because our neighbor is great, we might not have to... Because we made an appointment to take it in, but it takes so long to get into the shop that like the closest they could see us is the 29th, and it is the 23rd. And it's like, well, there's like dead animals in my car. Uh, you're Squirrels. You're dead. Yeah, I know. I can't get them out of there. So anyway, that's why my, my <laughs> that's why I am the way that I am this week. Nick is the the squirrel killer, the squirrel killer. I guess by turning on the air conditioner, I did kill one, so that is applicable. You just ha- I just imagine like some 
some like uh, Pixar movie where the squirrel gets abandoned in the parking lot of Walmart and it's like, where am I? Yeah, and then it comes back and finds out that we blended its child. <laughs> no. And then it seeks revenge and it uh, it finds a, a goo in the sewer and you know the rest. You know the rest of the story, folks. They do. What would what would if you if the mutant if the squirrel came back a mutant with like weapons and stuff, what would its name be? Squirrel pool. Uh well I imagine it would be roadkill because I would just put it in the car and it would die. Because that apparently is the best way to kill squirrels is to have a Prius C. Uh yeah. The Prius C's have been known squirrel killers since the dawn of time. Yeah. Also I will point out that next weekend. I have to officiate another wedding, so there will not be an episode next weekend. I do not have time. Okay. So, but there will be a Patreon episode because Jess and I are going to go see the Flash. So. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, we, you know, we may have to do uh podcast every other week because now begins the ramp up to Dragon Con, and I'm like way behind. Yeah, we don't do podcasts in August. Uh, no, I will. Not at I will all. still release Patreon content in August because you're paying for that. So there will be Patreon yeah. stuff, but we don't do episodes in August because of Dragon Con. I gotta get on it. I'm I'm just I'm gonna try to make Badgy tomorrow. Yeah. I'm try to do so that. there won't be an episode next week, and then it'll be intermittent for summer, like July. There will be a couple in July, but none in August. So just letting, putting that out there. Uh, there it's now there will there. be Patreon content though. There will be Squirrel Blood. There will be Squirrel Blood. Uh, all right, folks. Well, let's uh, let's get into this uh, meaty episode. Uh, let's talk about the what we done had watched this past week. Squirrel. What we done watched. I am extremely intrigued by your first one. Where did you find this? And tell everyone what it is. Yeah. So, uh, polite society. Um, it. I saw it on Peacock. I think either Peacock or Paramount Plus. Now I can't remember. Well, I have both of those. Yeah, it's on one of those. Uh, and so I was like, oh, I'll just start watching it. I'm actually not done about three-fourths of the way through. It, the best way I can describe it is it's like a mix between Get Out and Scott Pilgrim versus The World. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think it does either one as well as those other ones, but that's kind of the gist. Hmm. I might check it out. Yeah, and I'm not, you know, I'm not done with it, so that's just kind of the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's fine. I finished Avatar Way of Water, Mm -hmm. and all my thoughts are the same. Like, some of the animation is some of the most incredible animation I've ever seen. Some of the animation has frame rate issues, and it looks weird. And it is... Might that be a streaming issue? No, it's not. It's like, this is the way it looks. It could be be the transition from, like, being filmed in IMAX or something like that. Uh, It could be something like that. But, uh, you know, it's pretty much the same story as the first one. Kind of heavy-handed on the bad guys. Like, they make them real, like, because it's humans, yeah. you know. Uh, and they, it's just kind of heavy-handed. It's, it's very much uh, James Cameron. So if you're familiar with James Cameron-style writing, then, you know, this is what you're going to get. You're, you're not, you know what you're going to get. Right. Uh, we both, oh, oh you have, wait, have you not watched Star Trek? I Strange did, I just didn't put it on here because we both uh, watched okay. it. Oh, okay. We both watched it. It's my favorite show. Um, it is so good. It's a great, uh, like, courtroom, would you call it, or a lawyer episode? Yeah, what do you it was call like this? a courtroom drama episode. It was incredible, yeah. though. Oh, so good. The actress that they got to play the, the defense lawyer, mm-hmm. just so good. Yeah, so uh, if people are watching Star Trek, it was Una's trial for being an Illyrian or gen- genetically modified and then hiding it from Starfleet. But, like, they wouldn't let Pike 
get involved so he was watching from the ship and he just you could tell it was like eating him up it was so good it was incredible it was so good rebecca romaine was great oh she was great um uh everything was just really tight it was just really good the reactions of people like a lot of these people like hey this episode you're gonna be sitting down you're not gonna say any words and it's just gonna be you looking like uh, uneasily or like that's the direction but it uh it was great. Oh, man. So. Oh, also, Spock. Uh, the there's a really really funny Spock moment. Yeah, very funny Vulcan. Yeah, Vulcan. Moment, really. Moment, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, the line is so good. I don't even want to yeah, say. Yeah, I don't want to wreck the joke. But oh, it's so good. It's incredible show. So oh, it's so good. So I love that. And then we both watched the first episode of Secret Invasion. That's right. The new Marvel series on Disney Plus was. Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury, Ben Mendelsohn as Talos, and several others. I'm I'm a, I'm a little cold on it so far. It, it, yeah, the first half of the show definitely it wasn't finding its feet. Yeah, and I I have some problems with some choices that they made and continue right. continue to make in the company yeah. of Marvel. Yeah, across the across the board for film and comic, that they just keep doing, and it's a trope, and I hate it. And they need to stop doing it. And it's it. legit. It is legit. He, we talked about it on DMs, and uh, I have no argument against you. You are right, and they do need to get better. Yep. Um. So, but I will say it. It kind of caught. You know, about ha- about midway through, it started to pick up, and it started like t- like this is kind of a weird criticism because these are all like very talented actors. I mean, heck, we've got an, an Academy Award winner in right. this. But the acting in the first half to me was just a little off. It was weird. I don't even know weird. how to explain it. Yeah, it was almost like they rushed it. Like they rushed the first half. Like, oh, we got we got to get the first half done real quick, real quick. And then like, okay, we, we got that. You know, we made the deadline, and now we can take our time with the with the second half of the show. It felt like I wasn't watch- Like it felt like I wasn't sure if it was real. The first half yeah. I was watching it, and I was like, this feels yeah. like network TV, not Marvel TV. I, yeah, I think that's it, Nick. I think that's it. So, but then Olivia it. Coleman showed up and classed everything up fifty-seven percent because she's so great. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm in. You know, it, it. You know, I would say the overall feel is kind of like uh, Captain, uh, not Captain, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, kind of like that. Yeah. Hopefully, it it goes better than that one because that one lost steam. At, like that was a diminishing returns show because like the first episode of that was incredible and then the flag smashers really just didn't have any goal yeah they just kind of were they kind of fizzled yeah, didn't they yeah. uh, although his suit at the end that was yeah i have the hot toys figure of that and it's a Heck yeah, work, work of art yeah yeah oh and then so, well, the sharon carter in that one was weird and yeah oh that's where we got the sharing the they should sharing tie Parker. her into this and make her a scroll so that her character m- makes a little more sense I th- see. I think so. I think that's, you know, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm. Yeah. I mean, I was never super hyped about this. I, the the Secret Invasion comic from 2008 was written by Brian Michael Bendis, who I don't like. He's not as bad as Mark Millar. But he's kind of just very bland most of the time. But he also wrote the worst Moon Knight. The Brian Michael Bendis's short Moon Knight run is the worst Marvel comic. It is the worst one. It is worse oh, than gosh. anything else. It's the worst one I've read. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I hate it. It's worse than the Clone Saga from the 90s. It's worse than... Well, most of the bad ones are Spider-Man runs, like 
Zeb Wells' current Spider-Man run is atrocious, and it doesn't deserve to follow Superior Spider-Man by Dan Slott. Like you're gonna put, you're gonna take one of the greatest Spider-Man things of all time, and then you're gonna get Zeb Wells to do this garbage one. And then what was the the original Sin? That that's the second worst Marvel thing ever made. The Spider-Man run. But I digress. Huh. Secret Invasion comic has a lot of Jessica Drew stuff, and she's not even in the MCU. So hmm. Christopher Hastings wrote the first run of Gwenpool. Yeah. That's a that's a series that I didn't get to finish that I wish that I want to. Yeah, Gwenpool is is well loved. It's just a fun premise. Mm-hmm. Most people I think but, I think imagine that it's a Gwen Stacy version of Deadpool, but it isn't. Her name is Gwenpool no. and she's from our earth. Yep. And she goes into the comic yeah, universe. So. But she knows all the secrets and tropes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Okay, well, that's what we done had watched this past week, and we ain't got no news. We ain't got no questions terms. We're just going to go straight into the new, new. New, 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 new. New, new. New, 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 new. Trailers. Folks, we have an Adele Dezine. First off, we got a trailer from Sony Marvel Universe for Craven the Hunter, the plot of which just says Russian immigrant Sergei Kravenov is on a mission to prove that he is the greatest hunter in the world. From the trailer, we see that it's really him against his father, who is Russell Crowe, who is not a good guy because he says he puts, he says my father puts evil in the world and I take it out. So they've they've taken Craven and turned him into kind of like an anti-hero. This one is rated R. It's an R-rated Sony Marvel movie, which, in my opinion, based on this trailer, works to its advantage because the action would be tremendously stupid if there was no blood in this. <laughs> this is a bloody trailer yeah certain things like it works like deadpool has to be rated r and like wolverine should always be more rated r because like wolverine's claws without cutting people's arms off is kind of dumb like x2 is still the best x-men movie probably but logan is close and that's because it's a r-rated wolverine now the sony marvel universe where they don't have spider-man but they take villains and turn them into anti-heroes is a weird thing that they probably shouldn't really do they should just give the rights to marvel because like craven in the mcu would have been really cool uh i will i will uh i will stand by tom hardy's venom movies i like them i like them more than some of the mcu movies so in, in my opinion getting tom hardy as venom is worth some of this stuff but uh this is guaranteed to be better than morbius well, that's not a tough, uh, a tough uh, feat. That's not a. Um, it's a low bar. Yeah, that's that's not really an achievement. If this was not a Marvel property, and I saw this trailer, I would be like, "I'll never see this." Right. I'll never see this. Yeah. And I, the, I, I, I'm going to make a prediction. The, the way that I will see this movie is on a plane. That's probably true. I'm going to see it in the theater. I see all of the Marvel movies in the theater, except I wouldn't go see Fantastic because. I love Fantastic Four too much, and I can't be hurt again. Like I, they need to do it right. I don't. I this one I'll watch. I mean, the action looks decent. Although, I there's the one thing where like he he runs kind of on the wall, in the trailer, and it looks like he's running on all fours, and it's just humans look so stupid when they do that. I, I hate it. I hate that in movies. I hate. Yeah. It. So we. I think we said that only like if you're gonna do that, you have to be Gollum or no one. Y- yeah. Yeah. 
because it never looks good. It never looks cool. It never looks fast. It never looks powerful. You look like a ninny. Yeah. You look like a little kid in the backyard. Yeah, it looks stupid. Um, <laughs> it's so dumb. The poster for this is one of the best movie posters of all time. I will say that. Oh, I haven't seen the movie poster. I've, there's a, there's one little thing here. Um, apparently, it looks as if he gets his abilities, his superpowers, if you will, from a drop of tiger blood. While in the comic, he he eats like these herbs and stuff. Yeah. To get powers, uh, similarly to um, uh, Black Panther, and I thought, why isn't why isn't this like have a an herb related to the star shaped herb, the heart shaped herb? Uh, sorry, the the uh, the heart shaped herb. Why isn't this like Hey, um, somebody, you know, dripped a little heart shape herb essence on the on these flowers or whatever, or these herbs, and then, so it's not quite, you know, Black Panther level, but he's got, you know, he's got a little bit of this heart shape herb power. I mean, there might be some sort of thing with this lion too. It might be genetically modified or something, because like we don't really know. It just shows a drop of blood go into him. Yeah. What if it, I wish it? Was, I wish it was that easy. Nick. I wish it was. Uh, I don't like that the rhino transforms into the rhino. I was I was gonna ask you about that. So we have the the rhino like his skin turning into rhino skin. You don't you don't like? I this. don't like it because the rhino. I just wish they'd do it like normal once, like just one time where it's the no, yeah. the normal way that the rhino is. No, you, no, you have to say what you said last time. Make it how it Make is. Make it how it is. It's a guy who Make it. he puts the suit on and then he can't take it off and then it starts to bond with his skin. So then it becomes okay. like his skin. Make it look how it is. I mean, he I, he might look like how he looks, but I don't know. I feel like it's going to look weird, but hopefully it looks cool. I'm still going to see we this. Shall and see. I, I I like even even bad Marvel movies like with the exception of Fantastic, I like to watch because I like Marvel and I like to find Easter eggs. Easter them Easter eggs. Okay, so Craven the Hunter coming out October. Uh, to a at October and then to a plane near you. Yeah, I'll, I'll get back to you it. when I see it in the theater. There'll be a spoiler blazer yeah. episode. Oh, okay. All right, so next up we have a trailer for What We Do in the Shadows Season 5. This is great. So Season 4, I didn't really like the young Colin Robinson storyline because like, he, had, he had to regrow himself from a baby into an adult. Which was funny sometimes, but he's a lot funnier as an adult. So I'm glad that he's an adult in this season because he's like the funniest character. And when he goes at that town hall or whatever it is and he's talking on the <laughs> microphone and making it screech to annoy everyone. That's so good. That was great. Looks like Guillermo's getting his vampire powers this t- finally after five seasons. Uh, that looks funny. I just re- I really love these, these characters. And Kristen Shaw yeah. is going to be in more episodes. So it's just a great thing. It is. Uh, you know, I wrote here that it's more of the same, and that's a great thing. Yes. That is the most so. accurate way to yeah. put it. So looking forward to that. You know, I haven't seen any of season four. Season four is my least favorite of them. So mm. it's still good, especially Kristen Shaw because she's in it a bunch. Yeah. Is Jackie Daytona in it? Uh, No, they only have done one Jackie Daytona episode so far. Okay. They don't want to overdo it. Yeah, leave them wanting, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Okay, next up we have a trailer for Three Body Problem. So this is based on a a book series, the plot of which is a fateful decision in 1960s China echoes across space and time to a group of scientists in the present, forcing them to face humanity's greatest threat. So this is an alien thing. I think it's... Is this based on the the Dark Forest theory? It 
Yeah, so three body problem is is sort of based on the dark force uh, theory, okay. which I didn't know about until I read this book, and I find it absolutely fascinating. And uh, so I read I read this whole book series, and I really liked it. <laughs> so quick story about it: I tried reading it, and got it, and I in like you don't leave 1960s China for like the first three chapters. And I'm like, this is so boring. Like what, why am I here? I, this is supposed to be a sci-fi novel. Why am I in 1960s communist China? This is terrible. And I quit. Mm. And then I had people like, you know, you, you've really got to stick with it and go through it. So I was like, okay. And so then I, and then I read past that and it starts to pick up and I was like, Oh, Oh, this is like the scale of this is like way crazier than I thought. And then it gets, I mean, it just goes it goes insane. This is one of the most insane book series I've ever read. Well, I know Jess liked the book. I think my cousin read this too and liked it. So uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. The cast is real good. It's got Wong from Marvel. It's also got uh, it's got the Onion Knight Davos from Game of Thrones. I like that guy. Mm-hmm. But it also has yeah. Sam Tarly from Game of Thrones, who was in that Moonfall movie, which is the worst sci-fi movie ever. But I still have watched it three times because it's fun bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh so i like them uh i like sci-fi there's not enough good sci-fi everyone likes the series i'm very familiar with the dark forest theory i've never read this book series but i know all about like i watch a lot of like alien stuff and like existential space stuff so i'm deeply familiar yeah. with the dark forest theory which for if people want to know what that is uh it's like the abridged version is uh, space. Think of space as a dark forest. You're wandering through alone. You come to a clearing and you see another hunter in the field. Do you approach them and give away your position or do you stay hidden and see if they're dangerous? Basically that in a nutshell. Yeah, it's uh, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good way of putting it. Um, you know, I think this is going to be... I think that this can translate to screen well. It's going to be very effects heavy in some parts, especially uh, when you get to like books two and three, like you're talking about a lot of effects. Yeah. Uh, but this first season, you know, this, if the first season is like the first book, then uh, I think, I think it should translate pretty well. Some, some crazy stuff happens like uh, nano, what do you call it? Like uh, nanotube technology is like developed in this. And uh, there's tube some, technology. It, it, yeah, dude. Um, so I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. Very very much looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, this comes starts in January 2024 on Netflix. Okay, so I'll have yeah. to have Netflix at that time. Yeah, for sure. This will be like day one watch for me. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then we have a trailer for Wednesday season two. Yeah, this is kind of like a teaser trailer where it's them talking, like the cast talking about fan theories from the internet about what season two is going to be about, which is kind of fun. Um, I enjoyed season one. I hope Uncle Fester is in more of season two because he was the best part, but he was only in one episode because it's Fred Armisen. So it's Fred Armisen, yeah. right? I just like the Adams family, so I'll watch this. Yeah, uh, I they warn they warn you about spoilers in the beginning of season one. I didn't. I haven't watched season one, but I yeah, I, I wasn't alarmed because I don't think I'll ever get around to watching this. There's just so much content yeah, that this true. is just low low on my radar. Low on my list, so I'm sure it's good though. Yeah. 
Uh, then we have a trailer. I was surprised by this. A trailer for One Piece, the the most famous, uh, one of the most famous Japanese animes and uh, mangas ever. Yeah, there's like a thousand episodes of the anime, or like nine hundred mm-hmm. episodes. When Brendan picked me up from the airport when I went to Scotland, I went back to their house, Steph and Brendan, and he was watching this, and he was on like episode eight hundred or something. Wow. I didn't really care for the style of the animation, so I didn't like the aesthetic of it. And I, I don't, I don't want to watch this, and I don't like it. But the plot is: in a seafaring <laughs> world, a young pirate captain sets out with his crew to attain the title of pirate king, and to discover the mythical treasure, the One Piece. I like pirates. Uh, I'm not a big anime guy. I really just like Cowboy Bebop and Dragon Ball Z. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like this. Yeah, I also sort of don't like the aesthetic of this, but I trust you know people that that i know that like it so i I think i really should watch the first season of the anime and then check this out well i don't trust people i know that like it so Uh, okay did you ever watch uh pirates of dark water yeah that's one of my favorite things in the history of time that doesn't surprise me yeah i love pirates of dark water so does jess it's one of those things where we get really mad that they won't resurrect it in some way like in humanoids which is also one of the greatest cartoons ever made and people just are like okay we'll just we'll resurrect like every other thing but all these great things i love pirates Mm. of dark water i love reboot and i love inhumanoids bring all those things back uh i love reboot. yeah it's great i loved reboot loved it do do you if they do if they redid pirates of dark water brought it back would you want it to be like live action or animated or computer animated or what would you want um if i get to pick most of the time i would pick like 2d animated uh i just like that the i I do not believe that live action is some sort of upgrade from animation and disney (laughs) continues to prove that this is correct every time they remake Uh, one of their movies so i would just like a like a stylized new one like a or 2d like well-made hand-drawn aesthetic you know what aesthetic would work for it? So good. What? The arcane. Yes, the arcane. that would work too. I would go for that. That would be so good, Pirates of Dark Water. Oh, dude. Now I'm not, I'm not going to be able to... I did Inception on myself. I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about it. Yep. That's what, you know, that would be such a good thing to do. Incredible thing to make. And all, I would even yeah. just take if like Super 7 wanted to make a few like collection pieces for action figures, I would get some of those and be happy. But they won't even do that. Oh, man. Is it not beloved enough? Super you know? 7 doesn't care. They make everything. <laughs> they just take what they want. Yeah. Like Honey Badger. Uh, so, okay. Um, let's move on to this next one here. Kazazimoto. Yeah, this is really cool. Speaking of great animation styles, uh, this follows a set of characters through a dystopian future. In some cases, through time travel, other worlds, and alien beings, all through the lens of African culture. So this is an animated kind of anthology, like Afrofuturism. Yeah, thing. that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's really, really cool looking. And this is going to be on yeah. Netflix, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. No, um, Disney Plus. I, Disney Plus, July fifth. Oh, oh, it's Disney Plus. Okay. Um, I like this trend. Let me just go ahead and say this. I like these these animated anthology trends that Disney's kind of jumped on. Yes. I really like Star Wars Visions, and I can't wait. I'm going to need to start Visions Season 2. I still haven't done it. Yep. But, um, but I really like these. I have discovered. I will say that because I didn't know that I like these. Uh, but I have discovered that I do. Well, you know what's great about it is the problem which Pixar created 
1995 when they made Toy Story is that every single thing that was animated looked like that from that movie until roughly 2018 when Into the Spider-Verse came out. Because yeah. everyone was just no, like, right. we have to make it look like Pixar. And it was yep. all the slight variations in style, but still at the same 3D mold characters, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But mm-hmm. and then now we're going to start getting cool stuff again. Yeah, and I also I also sort of blame Bolt, the movie Bolt, because Bolt was one of the it may have been the first Disney um, animated Disney Studios animated thing, and it looked just like Pixar. Yeah, and then everybody was like, okay, well now that Disney's doing it, this this style must work. And then yeah, yeah you're right. Did, DreamWorks did Shrek and yeah. so on and so forth. So on and so forth. So we uh, okay. So so I'm definitely going to check this yes, out. And did I don't I don't know that. I don't know that I caught when it's coming out. July 5th. Oh, that's right. That's in July. I remember seeing that. Okay. So we'll, we'll check this out. And uh, I can't wait to talk about this on the podcast, too, because it'll be like, oh, I like this one or I like that one. Next up, we have a trailer for Bedtime Story. Not really a trailer, more of a teaser for Bedtime Stories. So this does not have an IMDb page that I can find. I could only find the 2008 Adam Sandler movie of the same name. So I can't read the plot, but what it appears to be is like a... ASMR fall asleep show where Ryan Reynolds reads you bedtime stories in his nice Ryan Reynolds voice. Mm. And there's like puppets. Yeah, there's like it's like kids stories that he narrates in a kind of sleepy way in an ASMR lo-fi tone. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it's I'm guessing my guess was it was like a variety show, but I think you're probably right. I don't. I don't know that it's going to be a variety show, kind of like Tales from Long Ago and Far Away. Yeah, you, and, uh, you think Ryan Reynolds is going to come out and make a grotesque peanut butter sandwich? <laughs> you read my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ryan Reynolds is going to make a grotesque peanut butter jelly sandwich, no. Uh, <laughs> somebody's got to find video evidence of that grotesque sandwich. Kevin got very close. Kevin got close. He did Kevin find got a grotesque sandwich on that show. But it was a broccoli sandwich. A broccoli sandwich, yeah. He's like, is this? He like lifted up, like, is this it? <laughs> no, you, it's not. Good one. Good try, though. Um, anyway, my sister remembers it. It did happen. Okay. Um, so yeah. So this is uh, just a very teasery thing. Could you ask her to record a small chunk of audio explaining her side of the of the peanut butter sandwich memory, just so we can start to piece this together? I do want. I do need to record her telling yeah. of the, kindly, the peanut butter kindly ball. Kindly do that. Kindly do the peanut butter ball sandwich. All right. <laughs> I can see it in my mind's eye or whatever. All right. Next up, we have a trailer for season two of Squid Game. So I've I haven't seen season one. I want to. I didn't at the time because uh, I felt there was too much going on about it. And I, I just, it was oversaturated and I didn't feel like watching it because I was tired of hearing about it. So I was like, I'm going to wait until the heat dies down on this a little. So now I should probably watch it before this comes out. But all I can think about is the SNL country song Squid Game that they did a couple years ago when this was on. Because that was a really good SNL bit with the, the Squid Game song. Most of the people I know liked this show when it aired. I know Jay didn't. He told me it was like Mystery Science Theater quality. But yeah, I don't know. I still want to check it out for myself. Yeah, I watched it. 
you feel dirty after watching each episode, you know, kind of, kind of like if you've ever seen Battle Royale, you just kind of feel dirty. I mean, I felt like dirty like, after I watched Old Boy, but it's still one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, it's 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 just it's really good um, in the way that it's like the premise is like really creative, and the the way that it's thought well thought out, kind of like a lot of like Japanese stuff. It's like in that way, it's very well thought out. Yeah. And it's and it's and it's well made. I, I don't I don't think it's mystery science theater quality, but I'll watch this. And will I feel dirty after watching each episode? You know, probably. Yeah. It's just you, it's just the whole idea is so twisted. I think that's what it is. It's just the whole premise is so twisted. Yeah, I want to watch it. The plot is, of course, hundreds of cash strapped players accept a strange invitation to compete in children's games inside a tempting prize awaits with deadly high stakes. A survival game that has a whopping forty five point six billion one prize at stake that i kind of lost the the translation there at the end but that's the plot ish yeah it's it's in you luan or wuan or yuan or whatever the whatever the south korean currency is yeah so it, it translates to be like you know 40 million dollars or something like that um so then we have a trailer for klondike what would you do for a Klondike bar. This is the story of a Ukrainian family living on the border of Russia and Ukraine during the start of the war. Erka refuses to leave her house even as the village gets captured by armed forces. Soon, shortly after, they find themselves at the center of international air crash catastrophe on July 7th, 2014. So this is the uh, the previous conflict. Oh, okay. So this is like the, with the, the Crimea yeah. uh, annexation, which um, I think annexation is the wrong word. Uh, I think stolen land, conquered, modern day stolen, conquered land or something like that. Yeah. Uh, land theft. Land theft. Yeah. The land theft of War of crimes by Russia. You know, and I thought I was like, I was like, this is, I was like, this war is still going on. How, what, th- this is a little, little too soon. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, this was not a very well-cut trailer, I didn't think. No, like, I mean, it's it's kind of, like, jumpy. Yeah. And I didn't really I, I didn't really know, understand the story. I was like, okay, there was a plane crash, but, like, what's the context? I don't know what's going on. It's just people, like, splashing water on each other and stuff. What does Klondike is. mean? Or, like, isn't it a region? Oh, I don't know. I literally only know yeah, okay. the bar. Okay, so Klondike is in the Yukon, which is in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Why is this movie called Klondike? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I'm not great at geography, but I was like, isn't Klondike in the Yukon in Canada? And and I looked it up, and it sure is. The the reason is because only three, only frozen trees make it way out here. Is Klondike bars only thing that can uh, make the trip? Well, uh, Klondike bar. You know, Sarah Palin could see Russia from her house, so she could throw them a couple Klondikes, make everybody happy. Stop the stop the Crimea, land theft, yep. with trade, trading the Klondike bars. So not sure why that's called Klondike. Not sure, but uh, it's a thing. It's, like, Nick doesn't think this is ever going to come out. No, I don't think it's going to come out. This is the last we'll hear of this. Not in America. <laughs> Won't do no Russian babies on her. Nope. Ukrainian maybe. Uh, next up we have Priscilla. And yes, that Priscilla, Priscilla Presley. Sofia Coppola's take on the relationship between Priscilla and Elvis Presley. This is a Sofia Coppola movie, which means I want to watch it. Uh, that is it. Sofia Coppola could make a movie about paint drying, and it would be a great movie. Riveting. Worth Oscar nominations. She's one of the best directors of all time. 
Uh, she directed my favorite movie, which is Lost in Translation. The soundtrack is going to be great. The The vibe is going to be great. It's great. I love her. I don't care about Priscilla Presley or Elvis, really. It's, you know, I mean, it's fine. But, like, Sofia Coppola, that's what I'm here for. That's what you're here for. Yeah. I, I think we've talked about how I have no interest in Elvis, like, whatsoever. I think when we talked about the Elvis trailer. Yep. Yeah, the uh, I, Baz Luhrmann one. Yeah, he's just one of the most uninteresting characters in, in American history to me. I just, I, I, I've never understood it. Like, I remember watching, uh, and I, we've probably talked about this, I remember watching Full House and Uncle Jesse just being obsessed with Elvis, and I never understood it as, like, a 10-year-old. I'd be like, what? Or even younger, I was like, "What? What? I don't understand what the draw is here. What is interesting about Elvis? Like, I don't, I don't get this. Uh, you know, and I, and I, like at the time, I'm like listening to Led Zeppelin. Like, I know old stuff, you know, but like not Elvis. I don't know. So I, I will never see this. Uh, I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure it'll, you know she'll do a great, yeah, a great job. Sophia, um, the actress who plays Priscilla is real pretty. Sure I don't is. know who it is. So, and I did like the font. I do want to mention that. I'm a font person. I like fonts. And I like the font. It's like the 60s font that they used. Yep. I liked it. That's good. So you'll have to let us know how that is, Nate. Yeah, I'll be seeing that one. Um, we got a kind of a crazy trailer. Um, it's called The Beanie Bubble. Uh, it's a Apple. Is this Apple TV Plus? Yes. So the plot is Ty Warner was a frustrated toy salesman until his collaboration with three women grew his idea into the biggest toy craze in history. Uh, so this is like a Beanie Baby movie. But it's like in the style of the 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 new genre that we're getting a lot of lately. So you big know, short style. Yeah, big short style. So big short basically. I mean, what came out first, big short or the founder? Oh, I have no idea. I think big. Short I always. Did. I mean, I would say the most influential is big yeah. short. So big short took something that shouldn't be interesting and made one of the best movies ever with it. Yep. And yep. so a lot of things are like we can like anything is interesting if you write it well enough. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they did it with Tetris. They did it with that one we talked about one last week. Oh, they tried to do it with those flaming hot Cheetos, but then everyone was like, "This didn't really happen." <laughs> they did it with BlackBerry. Oh yeah, BlackBerry. Uh, and everyone says the social That's network. Great. The social network. Yeah. So like all, I mean, there's all of these things, and yep. they keep doing it. So here's another one, and this one looks pretty good. I mean, it's Elizabeth it Banks does. and Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. I love both of them. Yep. I was a kid in the '90s. I had some Beanie Babies. <laughs> I had everything I the in the '90s. Yeah. This uh, I, I I literally did not recognize Zach Galifianakis. I, I like looked at the. I was like, oh my god, that's Zach. I recognized his voice immediately, but yeah, he physically he looks. He doesn't have a beard. I haven't seen him without a beard in a really long time. I've never seen him without a beard. That's why I didn't recognize him. So this is looks pretty unhinged. I guess this story. I guess this guy was pretty unhinged. Yeah. He let the money and the power go to his head. Yep. He, uh, I was watching this trailer and there's one part where this girl kind of warns him that like the trend is going down and like this is going to crash, like the market's going to crash, you know, the bubble's going to burst. Yeah. And I would have gone, that's when I would have sold the company. You know, when the bubble, the bubble burst for this because the reason they couldn't hold on to it longer is because they didn't have licenses. Like Funko Pop has been going strong forever and it's because they license everything. So it brings in fans from every angle. Uh, to the one thing so this was only bringing in the one kind of person who likes the the thing whereas Mm -hmm. instead of bringing in like firefly fans and star wars fans and marvel fans and blah 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 blah, to get the thing this only was the thing it was not version of the thing if that makes sense i feel like there's a crossover between people who like beanie babies and people who wish they could connect to animals like in like in uh pandora in uh in uh avatar (laughs) Well, I had you know, I had some, and I never wanted to do that. You're 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 an outlier. 
Perhaps so. You're an outlaw. Is that what you are? Yeah, I am. Okay. All right, so last trailer we have here is a Red Band trailer for Dumb Money. This is another one of the same exact thing. It's the same yep. genre. It's a big short movie. Yep. Dumb Money is the ultimate David versus Goliath tale based on the insane true story of everyday people who flipped the script on Wall Street and got rich by turning the GameStop, yes, the mall video game store, into the world's hottest company. So this is that same genre. This one has Shailene Woodley, Pete Davidson... Paul Dano, Nick Offerman, who is also in The Founder, which is another one of these kind of movies. Yep. So I don't, if you're familiar with the story, um, Paul Dano looks just like Keith Gill, who also goes by, I'm going to self-censor myself here, but it's uh, Deep Freaking Value. Mm. Only didn't say freaking. <laughs> I think that Paul Dano looks like young John Hodgman. He, oh, he does. Yeah. He does. You're exactly right. Yep. Uh, well, Keith Gill also goes by Roaring Kitty, and he was the guy that like kind of started the whole GameStop thing. And I mean, he made like millions of dollars. And uh, so I thought that was really good casting on that. Um, and I, and you know, this is a story that touched me personally. I lost about two hundred twenty-five dollars on GameStop trading. So I made two hundred dollars on AMC trading. I I think I broke even on AMC. Yeah. I don't think I lost anything. I didn't lose anything. Uh, I just I real quick dipped my toe into there, bought some AMC AMC stock, waited for it to go up to like 200 or whatever what i had and then i i sold it so yeah i just dipped my toe in there he did you dipped your toe i dipped my toe in crypto too and i walked away having made like two three hundred bucks but uh never i don't i'm I'm not doing that anymore yeah i mean i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not like up on this stuff i don't follow it so i'm never gonna do it no i I was looking at my phone every day at the crypto stuff and i was like this is not the life i want to live right you know who cares who cares uh it's not worth a couple hundred bucks let me tell you that right okay time as you get older time is worth more time is what turns kittens into cats time 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 do you understand the horror okay that does it for the new new trailers folks and that brings us to the trailer mailers you've got mail last week we had two questions for the questions times the first question was what's your go-to snack to smuggle into the movies jay said raisinets kevin said frozen milk duds for a while frozen milk duds. yeah he would freeze them and then bring them in they're already hard enough to eat how are you freezing them he's a weird guy he is a weird guy Ray said uh, Reese's Pieces and gummy peach rings. I like gummy peach rings. I like Reese's Pieces. I like Reese's we Pieces would be, too. So, Ray, I could sit on one side of you and, and uh, Nick could sit on the other side. No, I want both the snacks. Oh, you want both snacks. <laughs> you don't get any. Hey, mommy. <laughs> Mom, ground Nick. Ground him. Mom. It wasn't me. Uh, she Nick's being mean to me. <laughs> runs out the back door, runs into the woods. <laughs> Uh, Sheila <laughs> Sheila said, I'm a peanut butter M&M's fan too. Uh, so me and Sheila can share a family size bag. And then she says, I'm also, <laughs> she goes, and as I'm overindulgent, I would also bring sour gummies or nerds clusters. And as I said to her on Instagram, I am also overindulgent. So I just eat the entire bag of peanut butter M&M's. What? There needs to be like, um, like a little mini portal that you can shove down your throat and you can just eat an entire bag of peanut m M&M, peanut butter M&M's. And it just goes through the portal, and it doesn't. You, and then you don't get fat, but you get to eat. Oh, if only all the pe- Or no, no, even better. The portal is not actually a portal. It's a. It's like a transmogrifier. And so when you eat the peanut, the peanut butter M and M's, or peach rings, 
when it hits the transmogrifier, it, it turns it into like spinach and carrots and stuff. That's the ticket, yeah. Yeah. I'll be strong to get... finish once I eat my spinach. Yeah. How do I how do I how do I do this? So somebody invent that. Get on that um, science. Science this thing. Okay, Missy said Mike and Ike's. I used to get those out of a a, a coin machine. At Mike's Sports Cards in Grafton, Wisconsin. Uh, let's do this. Let's let's just go ahead and ask the questions, Tom's. Welcome to the question times. <laughs> what is your favorite candy? A good one. What is your favorite candy? Uh, mine is peanut butter M&M's. Mine is European dark chocolate. Oh, I love that too. Yeah, dark chocolate is really good. But I really like... I can eat a whole... If you gave me a garbage bag full of peanut butter M&M's, I would eat them until I died. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Uh, I, they are delicious. I'm not even going yeah. uh, They're delicious, man. Yeah. All those chocolate bars I got from France, every last one of them delicious. I love European dark chocolate. I was I was getting some in Scotland that was good. And, man, I have, I have Swiss friends. I need to have them send me some. Yeah, there's some good stuff in Switzerland there. Yeah. Kevin, just give give Kevin them old milk duds. Yeah, he can have those. I like raisinets though. Jay, Jay likes. Yeah, raisins. I like, do you rais- like raisins. Yes, I do. Some people don't like raisins. For food, I like pretty much everything. I can't. I I'm allergic to pineapple, so I can't eat it. Yeah, it's got the crystal daggers. Yeah, I can't Cri- eat that. Crystal and I daggers. I don't really like cauliflower, and I mm. don't really like mango, and that's really it. You don't like mango. I don't like it. Guys, this is the last episode of the Trailer Blazers. Uh, we can't get along. I'm not going to sit here and record with a mango eater. Irreconcilable differences. Um, all right, so let us know uh, what your favorite candy is. Some of the, some of you people have already, I guess, have already let us know. Maybe these are your favorites. Yep. Okay. The other question we asked was, "You're the captain of a starship." Starship. What's your thing? My cousin Squid, in in traditional nonsense, uh, <laughs> said, "Let's honk the bobo." <laughs> That's a euphemism, isn't it? It sounds like one, but yeah, yeah, it it makes sense from Squid. Jay says, "Shake and bake." Well, I kind of like that. Yeah, one. that just makes me think of Talladega Nights. <laughs> Shake and bake. Uh, Sheila said, "Punch it, Chewy," which is great, but also I like to think of that in terms of. If she wasn't in Star Wars and we made it be Star Trek specific, that would be even funnier. <laughs> if she said punch a Chewie and there was no Chewie. Or if she kept calling Spock Chewie. <laughs> Who's Chewie? Ah, oh, good. Punch a Chewie. Missy says gun it. Gun it. That's a good one too. Yep. Oh, that Missy. That Missy. That, uh, that Mike and Ike eater. If y'all miss Missy, subscribe to the Patreon. She's on all of the Spoiler Blazer episodes. Swiss Missy. Swiss Missy. She's not really Swiss. Quick she's Missy. Blonde. Yeah, she's uh, she's from Minnesota, so I imagine she's some sort of Scandinavian. Yeah, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, don't it? That makes sense, don't it? She's she's well Scandinavian, isn't she? Yeah, she's well Scandinavian, ain't she? <laughs> okay. Well, if so, let us know wa- what you think about Missy's ethnic background. <laughs> right into the show. <laughs> sure, everyone's just dying to write in um if, well if they do want to tell us their favorite uh candy maybe you wrote in these people and these weren't your favorite candies people yeah. let us know how do they get in touch with us nick well they can follow us on instagram at trailer blazers podcast 
they should email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. They can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers if they want to know when a new episode drops. But don't try and contact us there because we don't check the notifications because Twitter is evil. Uh, you can support us if you really, really want to support us. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash trailerblazers. Uh, there's a link in the bio on the uh, Instagram uh, for your your convenience. And then you'll get like Spoiler Blazer episodes and uh, Trailer Blazers on Blast and stuff like that. And if you want, you can also rate and review us and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you do that, Quick Mickey's going to tell you what happens. I'll tell you what happens, Bailey. We're going to put serious investment into something, Bailey. I got a business idea. You know, I'm full of business ideas. And I got a good one for you. We're going to have, you know how like Willy Wonka made that everlasting God, gobstopper and it like broke the laws of physics because you can just, it never goes away. That don't make no sense, but he invented it. So what if we invent a, a milk dud that never unfreezes? It stays frozen. Now, I don't know how good of an idea this is because you, in order to actually consume the milk dud, it does have to thaw according to the second law of thermodynamics. Did, you didn't know Quick Mickey was a man of science? Barely he is, let me tell you. Second law of thermodynamics is going to make that milk dud melt in your mouth, not in your hand. Of course, if you had it held it in your hand long enough, it would melt, according to that law. But we're going to have to break some kind of a law of physics to do this, and if we're going to do that... Then we're going to need some kind of a crystal. Uh, that's the only way you can do it. There's some kind of a crystal. And I think if we collected enough of them crystalline daggers in the um, pineapple, well, we can do it. Maybe we need pin particles. And then we just get one pineapple crystalline dagger and turn that into an energy source to make the ever-frozen milk duds. Uh, so you got to think outside the box to achieve your goals sometimes. And that... Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always, for the trailer blazers. My name is Nick Kelly, and I came up with a solution to the Fermi paradox while traversing the dark forest alone. Happy trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I am a grotesque peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Happy trailsers. Welcome back, folks, to the vid Yo Games. One quarter portion of the show. We have mostly Nintendo content since the Nintendo Direct was this past week. That is correct. What have you been playing? Still Duolingo? Duolingo. I made it to the Gold League. Um, so if you're in the top 10 in your league, you get to move on to the next league each week. And I'm in the Gold League now. Um, I'm at the top. Uh, there's nobody that's like spending, you know, five hours a day on it like that one dude was. Um, I did a I did a friend's quest with Steph. So you had to do 60 lessons. Um, she did three. I did 57. So but we but we got <laughs> okay, the chest. Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> we got the chest. Uh, so both. And she encouraged me along the way. She gave me a little XP boost. I think I gave her an XP boost. So, you know, it was, like, it was teamwork. It was good. What language is she learning? Uh, Japanese. Uh, of course. Weeb. Yeah. Such a weeb. I do want to do a little bit of Japanese too. That I think it'd be fun. Yeah, Jess speaks Japanese. Does she really? Not fluently, I don't think, but pretty uh, good. Get her on that Duolingo, dude. This, I love Duolingo. Like I'm. This is 
we don't we're not making any ad content money but if they want to sponsor the show I'd, I'd happily put them on the show yeah me too it's real funny and you're still playing uh i'm addicted to midnight suns it is it is so <laughs> good uh i love everything it has when you're like at the abbey which is like the home base it has that mass effect energy where i want to run around and talk to everyone because oh, they nice. have like fun things to say oh that's great there's like the the upgrade system and like move sets are so robust that i kind of feel like i'm missing a lot of it uh like i only am at the tip of the iceberg but it's so deep oh uh, that's great it's really fun it's really satisfying to like come up with a little strategy and have it pay off oh nice uh, i like the aesthetics of everything i like like most of the characters are good voice actors like uh, nico minaru from the runaways the the voice actor is the girl who played her on the show and she was the best part of the show and they brought her into this and it's great uh matt mercer's in it like jennifer hale you know oh jennifer hale yeah laura bailey is magic very good magic is great i love her yeah it's a great game absolutely love it i'm pulling it up on the epic game store i want to see how much this game is i got the legendary edition so it came with all the dlc uh, I will say I do not care for Nolan North's Deadpool voice that he does. He sounds like Richard Kind, not like Deadpool should sound. Huh. Really? Yeah, he's just it's really weird. Uh, his Deadpool's pretty annoying, although some of the jokes are still funny. But my f- my favorite is Magic so far. So this game is still sixty bucks. It has not dropped in in price at all. It's a great game. Uh, okay, well. Um... Oh, heck, I messed up. All right, I, I, I moved away from this thing. Um, I, okay, it's definitely on my list then. That's that's definitely on my list. It's great. It's a great game. Um, all right, so we have six trailers of Nintendo games. And uh, some of these... I don't know. This is kind of a mixed bag, don't you think? This, is, this isn't my kind of... Like, I'm not a Nintendo guy. Okay. So I, I don't want to play any of these. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of picky. Uh, with so many games coming out, these are these are not going to make like when like when you look at this list and you go Starfield's coming out. Like I go, I would never play these. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just play Starfield. Um, so the first one here is Super Mario RPG Maker remake. Yeah, so Super Mario RPG Maker is one of Jess's favorite things. So this will be played constantly in my house when it comes out so i don't understand the premise that like do you make you make an rpg like you make a whole game like what how does it work she would be better to answer that (laughs) should i go get her uh no i don't think it's that serious uh but i just go like yeah i think uh, you make like you make an rpg it just seems like a lot of work like people get paid to make video games i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to leave work and go to work well, I don't think she thinks it's like that because she loves it. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that she she does like it. I did I did like the uh, Thousand Year Door. I played Mario uh, RPG Thousand Year Door. That was on the GameCube, I believe. Beats I liked me. it. Yeah. So I mean, this this is you know looks like it's a Mario RPG, and I guess you I guess we are some real dumb dudes talking about this one. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not a Nintendo guy. I don't know anything about any of these. <laughs> Doesn't know anything. Uh, well, the next one is a little more, a little more familiar. It's a, it's a new two D Mario game, and I guess they're just cashing in on the success of the movie. I don't know, maybe. Probably. Uh, it's called Super Mario Wonder. 
Yeah, and, so uh, aesthetically, yeah. this is like the oh, old games. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a really pretty version of right. Super Mario World, is the way I would describe. Yeah, it. yeah, because it's it's still like uh, kind of three D models and stuff, you know. So it looks like a modern game, but it's a two D side scroller. Yeah, it's not. I'm kind of done with two D games. You know, I've I've played them for twenty something years, so I've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, the but this looks really good. Like the movement's so smooth, and it's I mean it's really pretty. Uh, it's just not something that I'm I'm really interested in. Yes, yeah, um, but I think you know, like kids who, uh, so like my 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 son who's five, has been playing like Super Mario Brothers one and two on the Switch because we have the the paths, you know, like the pass re- like the, the Nintendo emulator. Well, I don't know what they call it. Um, anyway, he's been playing those, and so I feel like there's a lot. There's like a generation of kids who've never played a 2D Mario, and like right. this would be kind of a fun entry point i think for them because if you're not if you haven't played 2d games for 20 years like they're probably like really fun like you know yeah they were fun i mean super mario world is my second favorite game of all time yeah there's a lot of great 2d games yeah so this and this adds like a bunch of like kind of crazy elements i mean you just have to watch the trailer to see all that i don't i don't think we need to waste time talking about all the different like elements to this right it's just if you like mario this looks cool it do, it do. Super Mario Wonder. Uh, then we have a trailer for Detective Pikachu Returns. I never knew he left. Uh, yeah, the first game I thought I think it was on a Game Boy, like the original Game Boy. I think it's an older game. Yeah, this one like Pikachu talks and he has a really deep voice, which is very funny to me. And he's got the little hat, uh, like in the movie. And. I guess you solve Pokemon crimes in this 3D game where you're Detective Pikachu. It just made me want to watch the movie again because I like the movie. Yeah, I think I'd rather just watch the movie than than play this. Yeah, so this yeah. to me was like, oh, I could watch this movie again. Yeah, that's. I think that's probably gonna be for people our age. Like, that's probably the takeaway. Yep. Uh, then we have a trailer for Sonic Superstars. Sonic is Sonic. I really have nothing else to say. Yeah, it's Sonic. It's, it's Sonic. Um, I will. I want to say this. There's four player co op now, and this is. There's no way that's fun. There's no way this game does not lend itself to being a co op game. No, I still haven't watched the second Sonic movie. So there's again. I, I could watch that movie. I gotta watch that second yeah. one. I've seen. You know, my boy had it on the other day, and there was a scene like this, like dance scene in a bar, and it was like it was very juvenile i was like oh i don't think i'd like this movie because it's really catering to that very young audience yeah i mean it's a it's absolutely i mean the first one was a kids movie this one's absolutely a kids movie you know how like ghostbusters 2 was a lot cheesier like it was like kind of cheesy yeah like the first one wasn't but this one you know what two was it's kind of like that it's like it's it's just like that i'll check it out nick will check it out okay we'll get Um, the scoop here uh, this next one that we have was probably the, the most interesting one to me, and it's a remake of Star Ocean, the second story R. Yeah, I don't know um, what Star Ocean is. Some sort of Japanese game. Yeah, it's a Japanese RPG back in the day, and I want to say, I get it confused with the one that came out on Dreamcast. I can't remember what that was. Uh, Fantasy Star Online? Oh, Fantasy yeah, Star? yeah. Yeah, yep. I get Star Ocean and Fantasy Star confused, but... This one looks pretty good. I mean, it's a nice. It's a it's a mix of like three D art styles and two D like sprites. Yeah. Um. So I think it kind of worked. Um. But it, it, it pretty chaotic battles because they're real time battles. 
but the the camera like zooms in and out and stuff and it's it's kind of wild like there's a lot a lot happening on the screen but i i thought this was kind of interesting looking. a lot of good character designs like most of these kind of games but yeah not for me though not for nick not for nick i think of any of these ones this would be the one i would play but I, i'll probably never play it yeah i, I won't do that uh, and then there's one last one here called Myth Force. Yeah, and so this one has a kind of a cool style. They they described mm-hmm. it as like a Saturday morning cartoon game, which yeah. I like. Uh, it's almost like, it's not Don Bluth-esque like Dragon's Lair, but it's kind of like a less stylized version of that almost. Yeah, it's almost like a mix. It's almost like somewhere between, um, is it King's Quest or is it... Uh, what did you say? Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair. Yeah. It's like a mix. It's like almost between Dragon's Lair and uh, like He-Man. I thought it was. What's the game they play in uh, in the last the latest season of Stranger Things? It's Dragon's Lair, isn't it? That's Dragon's it's, Lair. Yeah, the Don Bluth game. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is Dragon's Lair. Yeah. Don Bluth, Dragon's Lair. What is, is there? I feel like I'm in a different dimension. I thought this was called something with the, like the word king in it. Well, maybe you're just wrong. I guess I'm just wrong. But it, but yeah, that that's that's the style of this. Something between Dragon's Lair and uh, and He-Man, maybe. Um, but it's I think it's first person, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not gonna play it. I just kind of like how it looks. Yeah, I think I think that was my takeaway as well. Yep. Okay, so kind of a lackluster uh, Nintendo Direct, you know? Yeah. Nothing, nothing really, uh, I do want to get that, I do want to get the, uh, uh, I can't think of anything tonight, what's the, what's the, what's the war game, what's the, you know, the delayed it, because, because <laughs> of the, uh, the war in Ukraine, For, what's the war game, what's the freaking turn-based, Tankland, Tankland, Advance Wars, god, Advance Wars 1 and 2, re- oh, right, yeah. re- reboot camp, uh, I still want to play that. Uh, just as a, a fun aside, YouTube, I, I pulled up the MythForce trailer to talk, watch it while we were talking about it, and the video that it's recommending is uh, the pool scene from Oblivion, <laughs> the greatest scene ever in film, because it says Star Waves isolated score. So if anyone wants to hear the best piece of music in any movie ever, listen to star waves by m83 from oblivion or watch the pool scene from oblivion which is the best scene ever in a movie for setting a tone tone it's all about that tone yep midnight suns ps5 is 35 bucks well that doesn't have the dlc though you gotta get the legendary edition to get the dlc uh this is the enhanced edition i don't know nothing about no enhanced edition i have the legendary (laughs) edition uh, you can be enhanced if you want, but he's he's, he's going to be legendary. Yep. Legendary. All right, we got anything else? Nope. I want to play Midnight Suns and watch the pool scene from Oblivion. Gotcha. All right, well, for the trailer, Blazers, uh, I'm Ben Moon. I'm not the legendary edition. I'm just the enhanced edition, Ben Moon. Happy trailers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and I don't, I'm not a Nintendo guy. I'm sorry. I just I didn't have any of them when I was a kid. Happy trailers. Blah, 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 to get... Armageddon. This only was... Armageddon. It was not version of... Armageddon. If that makes sense.